0: welcome to a week four edition of between the horns presented by your southern california toyota dealers proud partner of the la rams i'm jb long and division play opens up this week in Inglewood. we say good morning to maurice jones drew mjd how cool is it that for the second week in a row the nfl's only undefeated matchup is at the rams house
1: uh, i love it jb I, I i love last week we it was a great experience i think this week will be even better because it's divisional play two opponents that know each other very well and let's see how the cardinals are able to respond with all the new pieces that have played well for them over the last couple of weeks
0: yeah three and arizona arriving in los angeles and i know demarco far on weeks where the rams play kyler murray has trouble sleeping right it's the old defensive <laughs> lineman in you how to, how to rush someone of his skill set How did you know that? I I, I Tossing
2: and turning all night. Don't watch Kyler Murray video before you go to bed if you're an old D lineman. Yeah, uh, tough. Uh, This is the matrix at quarterback. Um, He finds a way to disappear, reappear, throw the ball down the field, and he's got a pretty good receiver uh, that can kind of feel him on the field. So, yeah, it's going to be a nightmare. But this is fun. But I want to caution people, all Rams fans, and I told Sean McVay this. You know this, JB. The title does not change hands after week three. Uh, So you beat Tampa. You beat the defending champ. A long way to go. Now, guess what? You're Arizona's big game, so it only gets better from here.
0: Yeah, a lot of love this uh, week for Matthew Stafford, for Cooper Cup, who is the NFC Offensive Player of the Month for September. Let's meet the uh, fourth member of our panel today. We're pleased to have for the first time NFL Network Analyst Brian Baldinger. You know his uh, breakdowns from at BaldyNFL on Twitter. Did a great one on the Rams win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past week. If you haven't found it yet, check it out on YouTube or his social pages. Brian, thank you for joining us. It's
3: good to be with uh, you, JB, and, and two of my uh, good friends, longstanding friends, DeMarco and Mo over there. Man, it's good to be with you guys.
0: All right, so let's start with this. It is the outset of NFC West play. Many of us feel like it's the best division in football. So in a word or a phrase, Stinger, the NFC West is what? Fill in the blank. I mean, it's just a wild, wild West. You know, I mean, it's
3: it's wide open football. It's fast break football. Uh, the Lakers of the eighties would enjoy, you know, the way this game is being played right now. And so you better be able to defend or at least get stops. I mean, that's what you know, that's what we saw last week in at SoFi with the Rams. They got some stops against a hot quarterback and a and a good offense. And however you do it, you know, like whatever you gotta do to try to keep them out of the end zone, that's the challenge this week and probably going down down the road for quite a while the whole season. DeMarco, how would you fill in that blank? The NFC
0: West is what?
3: The
2: SEC, (laughs) the the best division in football. I mean, really, when you think about it, it is is tough from top to bottom. And I think we thought this this division had a chance to be that once Matthew Stafford came on board with the Rams and we're seeing that offensive success. Russell Wilson in Seattle is always a problem, an MVP candidate. And we always said if Arizona uh, could get it right at quarterback and Kyler Murray could kind of let the game slow down and come to him, they're going to be dangerous. Here they are at 3-0, and San Francisco is always a snootful. So, yeah, uh, this is a, a, a tough division. It's going to cannibalize each other. Uh, but I think from the top down in the NFC, you would have to stop with these, these four teams coming out from the West. And, J.D.? I guess going with the whole Wild
1: Wild West, I guess you call the NFC uh, West coaches Billy the Kid and then the old gunner at Pete Carroll. A bunch of young minds that are very innovative, find ways to, to kind of run a very similar offense. Um, obviously, we talk about Arizona, what they have there with with uh, Kingsbury and the air raid offense and throw the ball around the yards, Then Kyle Shanahan and what he's able to do with his running game from what his dad uh, kind of created in Denver. Then obviously Kyle Sha- uh, not Kyle Shanahan, but Sean McVay with, with his offense, these young coaches. And then you have the old GOAT, Pete Carroll, still trying to win it playing defense around the ball, which isn't working for him. But it's... Again, you're talking about a really good uh, division that we thought was going to be really good three years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of came to fruition, all the moves, and the competition is at a high level. So I mean, I'm mean, i excited to see what this is going to look like. Right? We've been waiting, like DeMarco said, we've been waiting for Arizona. They've been on the brink of doing something uh, really good for a long time. Now it's here. Now it's time to see if they can play.
0: I'm going to go with the NFC West is still up for grabs. Even with Seattle taking a couple early losses, they go to San Francisco this week, then spin it around for a Thursday night home game against the Rams. I think these next two weeks, the first NFC West head to head games are going to tell us a whole lot. Uh, MJD back to you for Rams and Cardinals, a matchup of three, and teams, who does it mean more to, in terms of their ultimate goals?
1: Oh, uh for me I think it means more to the Cardinals in this situation and your ultimate goal, think about this. I've only I've been a part of teams where we played the Colts, you know, um and we couldn't beat them, right? The Colts beat us 6 straight times, 7 straight times, 10 straight times. And it's like, well, we can't do anything right against the Colts for some reason. <laughs> we we can't find a way for the ball to bounce our way, but I think for uh, the Cardinals is the same thing. You have lost six straight times to the Rams. You have to try to find a way to win. You can't continue on that snide if you expect to make the playoffs. So getting over that hump the way we did over the uh, over the Colts is going to be huge, and it's going to be a lot on this guy. He has to make plays. Now I don't expect him to do a lot of running around like we're seeing in this video, but I expect him to go to from the pocket
2: and, and make things happen. <laughs> that is just ridiculous, right there. That should be illegal. He should have to dribble. You know,
0: seriously, <laughs> that is not fair. Wow. Dinger, eight in a row for the Rams uh, under Sean McVay against the Cardinals. Do you agree with Maurice that it's more important for Arizona to get to 4-0 than it is for L.A.?
3: Well, I mean, both teams, you know, really want to win. Uh, you know, these division games count almost like two. You know, if, if what DeMarco said comes true, that they cannibalize each other, and I don't disagree with that at all, that, you know, every one of these games gets magnified when it's a division game. And so, at the end, you're always looking at what's your record in your division. Because the goal every year for all these teams, win the division. You get a home playoff game and maybe a, a bye. So, I, I can't really say it's, it's more important. I understand what Maurice is saying about, you know, it's, it's time for Arizona to win one of these games, you know, and show that you can slay the dragon, you know, that kind of thinking. But I think it's just important for both teams to continue to, to play real well and play their brand of football. And when you watch Kyler Murray right now, I mean, he's completing over 80% of his passes in the last two weeks. And we saw the one video clip week one against Tennessee him running all over, you know, that stadium. But really the last two weeks he's staying kind of like almost Tom Brady. Like he's staying right Mm -hmm. in that spot behind the center, behind Rodney Hudson, which is a big upgrade for them. And really throwing it from the pocket. And that's, what's been impressive about him is he's gotten protection and time and And he's carving these teams up right from the pocket. And I think that's a big step for Kyler Murray to be able to do that. That's a good place to stand
2: if you want to be protected. Stand behind Rodney Hudson. You'll be good. I don't think a hurricane could get to
3: you. (laughs) It's an upgrade. It was was signing this offseason.
0: DeMarco, previewing this week four contest, Cliff Kingsbury kind of looking at one of our favorite matchups, Ramsey against Hopkins said that Jalen is the NFL defensive MVP to this point in his eyes. That's tough to uh, argue when number 99 is on your same roster, much less in your division or playing the same sport. But do you agree or disagree that there's a case to be made for Jalen? I totally
2: agree. You didn't see me say that, but I do. I totally agree. Um, Jalen Ramsey has been unbelievable, and it's the non-sexy stuff. It's the stuff that doesn't show up in the stat column. I mean, anybody can show off a bunch of picks. That's easy. It's easy to make Defensive Player of the Week if you lock into a few basket interceptions. But the way he's played defense and the toughness he's brought to this football team, the violence he's brought to this football team, you you said it uh, on the broadcast last week. I think it was a a second down play where – He drilled a tight end uh, short of the line to gain. And then on the next play, Hollins made the same exact play, and they got off the field. But that was all sparked by Jalen Ramsey. And even the field goal uh, right before half, when Tampa Bay was lining up for the field goal, Jalen Ramsey influenced that kick, influenced that miss because of his get off. So it's not just playing corner. It's not just locking down guys. It's playing. He's being a complete football player on the defensive side of the ball. And he's being a difference maker. So, absolutely, it's easy to pick out when you watch the tape who has been the most dynamic guy on the field for the Rams. And that includes when Aaron Donald's out there.
0: Brian, you watch as much tape from around the league as anyone. What do you see from uh, number five in Royal and Soul?
3: Well, you know, he's, he's, he's a different cat now. I mean, you know, he's a, he's a freak athlete. Uh, they're moving him all over the place. Raheem's doing a great job. He's always wanted to do this. Uh, you know, that first opening game against Chicago – I haven't seen, to DeMarco's term, I haven't seen that kind of violence out of a defensive back since, I don't know, I mean, Rod Woodson, you know, somebody like that, Charles Woodson. I mean, those type of players that can hit like that, that, you know, want to put the game in their hands. And so you see him inside now. He's playing at the line of scrimmage. They're blitzing him on occasion, right? They're using him the way they should use him in a variety of ways. There was a time Arizona's coming to town put him on DeAndre Hopkins, let him throw a blanket over him, keep everything in front of him. That was pretty good. But now it's so many different ways to use Jalen. And I said at week one, like, he wants Aaron Donald's award. He wants it. Like, it's important to him. It's important from a respect, respect standpoint. But I think it's, you know, you, you heard him talking to Tom Brady last week, the respect he has for Brady. He wants to play against the best every week, and he wants to be the best. And so he is that type of player. He wants those challenges. And uh, he's going to get one again this week, and he knows what's in front of him. But i he certainly – you can't have the conversation without talking about Jalen Ramsey.
0: Hmm. Maurice, let's stick with Kyler Murray against this Rams defense. He's been great under pressure. He's been great throwing against zone coverage. Two things the Rams are, are known for defensively. How good do you think this strength-against-strength strength matchup is in Week 4, and what coaching points will dictate the outcome when the Cardinals are on offense?
1: Well, the biggest thing for me is when you're playing good, when it's good versus good, it's how clean can you play, right? A lot of times we when I went back and watched the Jaguars game versus the Cardinals, they didn't play the, the cleanest half, right? They had some miscues, they had some misplays. You can't afford to do that against a Rams defense. Now, the Rams defense have given up some plays, too. Around the way, you got to kind of tighten those things up, especially with his ability to run out of the pocket. But what I always go back to is the Rams run a, de- a different system, a different scheme when they play Kyler Murray than they played Russell Wilson, than they've done against Jimmy Garoppolo and every other quarterback. They find a way to keep him in the pocket. You see those outside backers, They when they, when they think Kyler is going to take off, they take a flat angle to the sideline to keep him inside of them. And so, to me, that's the key. Can you continue to bottle him up and keep him inside? You have the DBs to cover. Yes, they've added A.J. Green. Obviously, Rondell Moore is having a big year. Christian Kirk, all those guys, yes. But you've been able to corral those guys a ton. Can you keep doing that? And so, for me, when you look at Kyler Murray, what they've been able to do, yes, he's been throwing out of the pocket. But he hasn't gone against the likes of Aaron Donald that gets that immediate pressure inside. He hasn't gone against uh, Leonard Floyd, who does a great job of doing those type of things. So, for me, when you're looking at that, that, that is – that's the difference maker it becomes not the x's and o's but the jimmy and joe's right and so that's what it comes down to can you block aaron donald and mm-hmm. as a defense can you <laughs> keep Kyler murray in the pocket and, and if you can't mm-hmm. do that you're gonna have the same you're gonna have the same result that you've had the last couple of years
0: defar hearing maurice talk about leonard floyd and mention outside linebacker a couple of times there this is a big week for the opposite edge with justin hollins going on injured yeah. reserve with uh, surgery on that torn pectoral. Like, how much of a concern is that given the youthful inexperience behind Hollins on that other side of Floyd? Massive,
2: uh, about the size of my head, massive right now. Um, it, It's scary. Uh, Go back to Indianapolis, guys. We're, 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 we're in Indy, and we're watching Carson Wentz scramble for his life, right? Remember when Terrell Lewis got out there, and Carson Wentz gave him the out and up and shook him and, and got the edge on him? The first thing I thought was, oh, my God, what if that was Kyler Murray? That's not just a scramble for a first down. That could be a touchdown. So now that you're you're down Justin Hollins, and I never thought I would say this, I think they're really going to miss him and his ability. Two starts, two sacks. I think he was on his way to having a pretty good season, maybe a 10-sack year, uh, a, a Neil Smith-type year. Uh, Brian, remember those? Stand there with a net and catch every quarterback that ran away from uh, from Derek Thomas. But yeah. uh, same thing. So they're going to miss Justin Hollins out there. So Tara Lewis – versus Kyler Murray is a is a scary prospect I mean he shakes better guys than what he's going to see on that right side this week so it's really up to Raheem Morris uh, to find a way to keep him in the pocket and I will say this with Arizona's offensive line so banged up I know we just gave Jalen Ramsey a bunch of praise but I think that might stop this Sunday because I think really Aaron Donald is going to tear these guys apart uh, if you're if you're starting backups, if you're starting starters against Aaron Donald, it's 50-50, maybe even 70-30, his, his favor. You're starting guys that are basically coming off the practice squad in his house with crowd noise. There's going to be tremendous pressure on Kyler Murray. So it is indicative of those outside guys to make sure you keep him in the pocket so you can take advantage of Aaron Donald's dominance up the gut.
0: Yeah, Friday's injury report will be key for the Arizona offensive line. Brian, let's transition to the other side of the football. And it's been a week of just outpouring affection for Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and Deshaun Jackson. Uh, The Rams rising to the top of nearly every power ranking. Um, How might Vance Joseph and company try and take away what the Rams do best now that there are three games and almost 200 plays of inventory in terms of what it looks like with number nine at the controls?
3: Well, they have a... You know, their defense is not a great defense, but they have great playmakers. You know, Buda Baker and Byron Murphy and you know Isaiah Simmons and Zavin Collins. I mean, they've got playmakers, Chandler Jones. And so they kind of live for the big plays. You know, Byron Murphy gets a couple picks last week, It uh, was a big part of you know their success. So to me, they're gonna give up yards, they're gonna give up plays. But can they take it away? Can they create the big play? That we've seen Chandler Jones do right there, you know, when he had his career day against Tennessee. But those are that's how they they live on that side of the ball. They really live for the big play, and I haven't seen them yet. Just put it all together, all the pieces, uh, and so that that remains to be seen. But uh, you know that it, it's almost like what the Rams saw from the Bucks last week. They made stops. They got field goal attempts. They have a fourth down stop. That's kind of what you have to do if you're the Cardinals against this Rams offense this week, guys.
0: Hmm. Maurice, in terms of how McVay chooses to attack, it's been a pretty heavy pass approach early. And then they shorten the game with their running game late once they have the lead. But in some ways, Arizona is kind of the inverse of Tampa Bay, right? Like, Tampa Bay was struggling to stop the passing attack. They were down one corner, then lost a second corner early in that Week 3 contest. Arizona seems pretty good impacting your quarterback and also in their back end, but are they susceptible to more of the running game?
1: Well, it, it takes me back to that time the Rams brought in C.J. Anderson. For that game, we go down to uh, Arizona to Glendale, and you run with C.J. Anderson. He runs, what, a 110 yards or something crazy like that? I forgot what the yardage was, but... That's what you want to do. You want to run and rush. You don't want Chandler Jones to get up the field, right? You don't want this defensive line to start getting up the field and getting after your quarterback. You want those guys to have to stop the pass. So I think it's going to be really important for Sean to kind of start with the the run a little bit this week and then get to the play-action pass. And the one thing that people haven't talked about enough is how many times, J.B., have we seen Matthew Stafford change the play at the line of scrimmage? Right? He goes in, he does a, a quick cadence, whatever it might be, they show what they're doing, <clears throat> checks real quick, and the ball's out. We saw that against Indianapolis, we saw that against the Bears, and we saw that, obviously, Sunday against the Buccaneers. Some of those huge plays, those quick screens of Cooper Cup, some of the plays down the field, those are plays that are the hurry-up offense where they go four receivers on one side and they kind of catch them off guard. Those are the type of things that I think is the difference in Sean McVay's offense that we didn't see in the, the years before is that it was like... He was talking to Jared a ton, talking to Jared a ton, working with him, working with him here. Here's the play. This is what we like to get to versus this coverage. This is where we like to get to versus this blitz. Stafford understands it. He gets up there, does his double cadence, whatever it may be, checks them into it quickly, and they're off and running. Right. And so to me, they're playing faster. And it's because not because of his arm talent, it's because of his mind and his experience of seeing the defense and knowing what's coming and how to attack it. And that is to me is the biggest difference that we've seen in Sean McVay's offense. So we may see him throw the ball more just because of that. But to me, I think you want to run the ball to kind of wear Chandler Jones out, let you know, Wentworth and those guys get after him a little bit and then go with the play-action pass and down the down-the-field throws.
0: DeMarco, Kyler Murray has said that this uh, his own 4 mark, the Cards' 0-8 mark against McVay, is meaningless this week because this is the best Arizona team he's been a part of. And I can't help but think that there will be another 99 inside SoFi Stadium with a pretty good defensive reputation. What have you seen from J.J. Watt in a Cardinals uniform? And do you agree with, Kyler, that a player of that caliber does make this Arizona team different?
2: Oh yeah. J.J. Watt is J.J. Watt. Um, and I agree with Baldy and I like how you put that. I mean, this is J.J. Watt outside of Aaron Donald is the most wild, undisciplined, great player I've ever seen. He's always going to backdoor every single block, but he's going to make plays too. So, uh, they're going to live and die with big plays. And I would say this. I wish we could run that B-roll of Chandler Jones again. Respect that man. And I'm glad Murray's put that out. Uh, if you've got a play that comes in, and if you're Matthew Stafford and you're looking, hey, we want to run there or do this, and there's Chandler Jones, maybe we might want to go a different direction. Don't let this guy wreck the drive because he, he can. But, uh, JB, what else is Kyler Murray supposed to say about, you know, this right. the streak against the Rams. Uh, he he has to be positive, but it's in the back of his head. Uh, you could remember when we were down there last season when he got hurt and he came back to the field, and we were all wondering: Are you going to come back out and play, or are you going to sit on the sidelines and just watch? So. There was some indecision there. They were trying to protect him a little bit. So, yeah, it's in the back of their heads. No one wants to get beat by the same team over and over and over again. The San Francisco 49ers did that to me for years. It drives you nuts. Of course you want to win, but you have to keep an even keel. But the realities are you're coming here. They still have Aaron Donald. They've got Jalen Ramsey. They've got Matthew Stafford, who puts pressure on you from the other side by scoring points. And they'll be able to run the football against that defense. We all know this. So Kyler Murray's in a tough spot. Um, It may fall upon him to win the game by himself. Now, who wants to do that away from home? You know what I mean? So this is going to be tough. What do you expect him to say? But I do expect the Rams to have success running the football on that defense.
0: Maurice, I saw you raising your hand. Go ahead. I, I, I do. I would, Demarco, to answer your question: Who wants to win the game by themselves <laughs> on the road? I would,
1: because that's to me, if you if you consider yourself a great player, these are the things that you relish. Did you hear what Tom Brady said after the game? I am upset because I didn't play well enough to win. Not because we not had nothing to do with we. Had nothing to do with anyone else. If you want to consider yourself a great player in this in the National Football League, you have to win some games on your own. And the tough games, like we all used the old mantra, big players to, uh, play well in big games. You better play huge today if you want to be considered the MVP like Kyler Murray's up there. Otherwise, it's going to be all for show. And so I think this is the game. You talked about the last time they came to SoFi. He didn't play. For whatever reason, he didn't show up until the game was out of hand. Then he came back in and started throwing the ball. I still remember that. The Cardinals fans still remember that. And guess who else still remember that? The Rams defense, they still remember that. So why would we Why we have any, I not, let me not say respect, but now I still have that in the back of my mind. Like we can get you to tap out a little bit if we get after you.
0: All right, Dinger, thank you for joining us. We know you have a full day over there at NFL Films. It was great to get your perspective. I got to tap out, guys. No. <laughs> Enjoy, man. Enjoy oh, that man. game. Take, Enjoy, take off that Enjoy tie.
3: Man. Take off that tie. It's too early. All right. I'll wrap it around my head, DeMarco, like the old school. Is I'll see you, boys. Take man, care, man. Man, care, man. Bye, <laughs> <man, my> guy.
0: <laughs> and we thank all of you for tuning in to this week's Between the Horns presented by your Southern California Twitter dealers, proud partner of the LA Rams. A big thank you to Brian Baldinger from NFL Network. Find him on Twitter at Baldy NFL. MJD DeMarco Far. Looking forward to being with you guys again in Inglewood. on on Sunday for another undefeated showdown between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. If you would like to join us, the Rams.com slash tickets, the Rams.com slash tickets. Meantime, have a great rest of your week.